If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So keep that in mind. Yeah, hey, forget I asked. <laughs> That'll definitely It'll do. Ew. Join the f- Discord. It was the least fun I've ever had playing this game. A small but vibrant and extremely humble community. No, I've seen the sleeves, but I'm like, you said you're suiting up and then you put your sleeve on. Thank you for saying that. Because I'm a demon on the keys. Next thing I know, we're both dead. I immediately left the lobby. In Vietnam. What are they playing for? Are they playing to win? <laughs> Stay humble. Stay humble. We are live. Welcome to The Drop Shot, episode number 25. That's a quarter of 100, for those of you math wizards out there. Uh, my name is Casey, also known as Razanon. I am joined, as always, by my good friend Tanner. Tanner, say hello to everyone. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. And uh, today... We are doing uh, kind of a, a crystal ball stream. We're going to be examining, excuse me, uh, COD 2020, what we know about it so far. And I've got quite a few predictions myself. And I've also got some hopes for uh, what the game will entail. We don't have much information on it, but we have some and I mean, we also knew who know who's developing it, so that's another big uh, that's another big data point that we can extrapolate probably quite a lot from. So this will be interesting for our edification when the game actually comes out because we can go back and see what we were right about and what we were wrong about and all of that good stuff. So uh, a couple announcements. Number one, we have uh, some bots in the Discord now. So, I set up two for now. One of them is like the news bot, and these are all in the first section, like the information section. Uh, the news bot will automatically reroute tweets from Infinity Ward, Call of Duty, and Charlie Intel into that channel. So... 
if you like to stay abreast on Call of Duty news and uh, official announcements and rumors and things of that ilk, uh, I would recommend, number one, join the fucking Discord, right? And then number two, I would also recommend you set yourself, uh, what's it called? Notifications for that channel specifically. So that way you'll get notified when any of those three sources tweets something. Because pretty much every tweet all of those uh, accounts will make will be uh, pertinent to... Call of Duty news in general, not just for Modern Warfare, but also for COD 2020, which is the subject of tonight's podcast. Uh, so you could do that. And then we also, or I also set up a, a drop bot channel. Get it? So what that's going to do is it's going to reroute mine and Twitter's uh, tweets to that. So every time we tweet, it'll show up there as well. Uh, so that's far less useful, but if you wanted to you know, do that, check it out, you can. I'm going to also be setting up a channel where every time a new podcast episode is posted on the RSS feed, it will tell everyone there. So then in the future, when that exists, you can set notifications for that in Discord. And then as soon as you get a Discord notification that like, oh, episode 25 is on the RSS feed now, you can uh, go to your podcast app and then fucking smash the download button and listen to it. And then I'm thinking of doing that for... I'm going to do that for when we go live as well, like on Twitch. And then maybe for when a new YouTube video is posted as well. These are all possible. I'm just trying to parse out uh, how to do it and if I should put them in separate channels or not. So anyway, when those things do go live, I will let everyone know in the announcements page. So maybe set notifications for that as well. These are all in the Discord. Uh, but the drop bot and the news bot channels are already live. So you can uh, peep those. I did a test stream today of the game because I got a new modem and then I got a new router. And what I think I was experiencing was something called buffer bloat. And I'm not going to get into what it is because I have a tenuous grasp on what it is myself, but... I got a new router to combat buffer bloat, which was like, which is what I think my issue was. And I was right. I can play this game and stream at the same time with my new router and I won't lag in game at all because it tackles the buffer bloat completely. The problem is no matter how good my router is, I only have so much upload speed. So sometimes my upload speed is like 12 megabytes a second sometimes it's literally two which it has been today and it's still about that right now uh and when your upload is that low you have to devote some of that to the game and then the rest of it can go to your twitch upload stream but if i'm uploading to twitch at one megabyte a second it looks like complete ass and if you guys were here this afternoon you saw that so i went and watched the vod it looks so bad that it's not worth streaming so for the foreseeable future, I'm assuming, honestly, it's not going to get better until people go back to work because that's what's happening with Spectrum in my area. The nodes are just overloaded. So that's not going to get better until people get the fuck off my internet. Unfortunately, I can't switch ISPs. There are none other than Spectrum for where I live. 
So for the foreseeable future, I will only be streaming the pod, but Tanner will be streaming gameplay and he'll have mine and his uh, webcams on it. So you can still watch both of us game and shit, but it just won't be on my channel. I, my internet can't do it. So uh, keep that in mind. Let me catch up on chat here a little bit. Nichimus? Nasimus? I don't know how to say your name, but welcome. Uh, is Tanner growing a beard? It will ruin his 90s stash. Tanner? No, I just haven't trimmed the beard part. I'm going to keep his little creeper stash going for a little while. Okay. It, hey, it still doesn't grow in the middle, but we'll figure that out eventually. We'll figure it out eventually, yeah. Well, Tanner's a quitter, so he's going to quit on the beard too, of course. Damascus, welcome. SND, absolutely fucking not. So, uh, all right. Moving on here. Tanner, what do we have next? Uh, a few announcements from my end. Emotes and a logo. Wait, emotes? Is that the word I'm thinking? Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Emotes and a logo will be coming uh, the next week or two. Uh, I'm probably going to use the same guy that used that Razanon used. Still trying to think of some ideas. So if you guys have any uh, ideas for emotes or something, hit me up. Join the Discord. Let By me the know. way, real quick. I've got a few ideas. One of my ideas to Tanner, which he didn't love. No, I'm going to do it. Was wrong. Was a glass with ice in it and then the little, like, uh, the little icons that denote sound as if it's like a glass with ice clinking since everyone has to hear that on the pod every twice a week at least. Uh, I think that's a great idea. It's going to be called Tanner Clink. So if you have ideas that are as good as that, you don't, obviously. But if you did, then uh, submit them to the Discord, as Tanner said, and then tag him. So put it in the drop shot section under suggestions or general, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, go maybe. on. Um, but yeah, last stream was insane when Razanon's internet wasn't working. We streamed it on my channel. It worked out great for me, so thanks, Spectrum. Uh, and that kind of like, it makes me excited for the future of the drop shot in my stream. So because of that, let's drop a shitload of cash on my system, on my setup. So probably in the next month, it depends how soon some of these things are released and available for me to purchase. Um... Got a stream deck coming soon. We're gonna upgrade to XLR setup like Razanon again. I'm sure everyone can tell my mic quality's worse. Uh, so we're gonna do XLR setup pretty soon. Upgraded webcam. Throw another monitor in there. I'm thinking just six monitors mounted to the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, a new PC build. You know, new processor. Uh, 10th gen Intel probably. And that's also going to set me up. I'll have leftover parts maybe for a second PC, a little dual PC setup. So we'll figure that out. Razanon keeps telling me to do that. So we're just going to blow a shitload of cash on and see where it goes. Yeah. So the main thing you guys are going to enjoy about that will be uh, his upgraded mic quality. Because my mic sounds buttery smooth. His sounds like death. Uh, so we will be able to rectify that with a nice XLR mic. So that'll be good. It's funny because you use this microphone for years. So are you saying your stream was shit for years? Yes. Okay. Exactly what I'm saying. Okay. What banks are you all robbing? Well, uh, Tanner came into a windfall because of uh, Donald J. Trump, our president. 
Uh, but also, he's going to be getting another windfall uh, on, I believe it's Monday? Is that what you said, Tanner? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, my birthday's on Monday. I'm finally turning 18, guys. Just about there. So I'll be, um, you know, getting some stuff for that, getting some money from that, making some nice little purchases. So I'll probably also do a stream Monday night, by the way, a little birthday stream. So I'm turning 28 in case every single viewer wants to donate 28 subs, gift 28 subs. I'll be okay with it. That's so. Yeah, okay. We'd all be okay with <laughs> really, that. There's probably going to be a stream Monday night. So it's not 100%, but it's about, a, I'd say, an 85, maybe a 90 Damn, it's a pretty big percentage. It's so. a it's a high percentage. It's decent. It's up there. So stop by twitch.tv slash Tanner Dropshot. Yeah, well, so we'll figure that out. But uh, we will announce if that's happening for certain probably tomorrow or maybe Monday during the day. And uh, Tanner would tweet about it if he was going to. So you could follow him on Twitter at Tanner Dropshot and or turn on notifications for the Dropbot in Discord. So... Anyways, uh, anything else, Tanner? No, I'm good. All right, so let's get into it. As I mentioned, today's episode will be about COD 2020, predictions, hopes, and all of that. So the information we have currently about COD 2020 is basically Treyarch is the develop development team, or at least the primary development team, I'm pretty sure it was originally Raven and then Treyarch took over or something. Or was it originally Sledgehammer? Do you know, Tanner? I think it was originally Sledgehammer. Didn't something like that happen when BO4 was still around that they leaks came out that the development was changing for 2020? It was a while ago. It changed to Treyarch, but I don't know who it changed from. Because Treyarch didn't start from scratch. There was some other development team... And they dropped the ball or something. I don't exactly remember. I think it was Sledgehammer. I think it was also Sledgehammer. I think it was whoever was the main team behind World War II. And I don't know if that's Raven or Sledgehammer. But anyways. So, regardless of that, we know a couple things. Number one, it's going to be developed by Treyarch, primarily. They took the reins. That's confirmed. Uh, and number two... This is not confirmed, but it is extremely highly likely that it is going to be set in the Vietnam era. Another rumor that is high probability but not confirmed is that it is going to take place in the Black Ops universe. But it's not going to be like Black Ops 5. Like it's not going to be in the Black Ops main uh, storyline. So... I don't know if I can even draw an analogy from another Call of Duty title, but it's basically going to be in the Black Ops universe, developed by the team who makes the Black Ops series, but not story-wise inside of the Black Ops uh, storyline. At least not uh, directly. It might be obliquely related. In fact, it probably will be, but uh, not directly. So those are the things that we know or have high probability high certainty about so from those few data points we have we can actually make quite a few predictions in my opinion that i wanted to float by you guys and float by tanner so 
number one, this is a big one for me. The past uh, Black Ops 4 and Black Ops 3 had like operators and operator abilities. And if you know me, if you have been following since the time of, uh, what's it called? My Black Ops 4 streams. And if you happens to have watched my Black Ops 4 year in, re year in review video series on YouTube, which I've conveniently linked for you in the chat, then you would know that I am not a fan of operators. I think it is probably the worst part of Black Ops 4, uh, which I played extensively. Thousands of hours on that game. Uh, and well, 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 what? Go ahead, bitch. I wouldn't say you definitely did not play over. You didn't hit 2000. Let's put it that way. You were under 2000 and I am so sure of that. No. Yes. No. Hold on. Let me do some quick yes. maths. 2000 over 24. Yeah, you're right. Definitely wasn't thousands. Okay. Hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. Yeah. So still, I played the fuck out of it. I played a lot. So, uh, and I, lot, yeah. I hated operators. I thought it was the worst part of the game. And the reason I dislike operators is the same reason that I think Valorant is a fucking dumb game concept. I don't like when you have a first person shooter and then you sprinkle in fucking random like MMO abilities. It's so dumb and it's so annoying. I played Black Ops 4 like five days ago just to dick around. And uh, there was a guy on the other team who's playing a Spectre, who's the Katana Weeb kid. Uh, he was using equipment charge, which means his ultimate ability recharges faster. And he was also using concussion grenade. And he was using a VMP with a ballistic knife. So he just, there was one time where he ulted and he killed me twice in one ult because he also of course had dead silence and I'm listening to a podcast anyway because I'm just trying to chill so he was just silently fucking rolling behind me and just cuts me in half with his dumb katana and it's like I don't want to play fucking for honor I'm playing call of duty the first person shooter game to point my weapon at people and shoot them not to get stabbed in the back by a katana. So operator, that is just one instantiation of my problem with operators. It's fucking dumb. They require no skill. And it's not like operator abilities or kill streaks. So he didn't have to earn his katana. All he had to do was be in the game until it was ready. So it totally, like, it pisses me off. I don't like them at all. With that said... Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4 were both modern and or futuristic. They took place in the near future or the even distant future. I don't really know. So all the operator abilities were like really futuristic-y kind of shit. Like, uh, you know, Seeker Drone, futuristic-y. Uh, Tempest, futuristic-y. Since this takes place in Vietnam, I wouldn't be surprised... If there were no operators, because when we look at Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2, those didn't have any operators and they didn't have any operator abilities. Black Ops 1 took place back in the day, so it makes sense. 
Black Ops 2, I think, was like a contemporaneous game, uh, contemporaneous game at the time, and it also didn't have operators. But then the next two Black Ops titles did have operators. Since we're going back to NOM, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if there were not operators, but I also wouldn't be terribly surprised if there were operators. So Tanner, let me bring it, let me bring it over to you. Do you think there will be operators in COD 2020? I have to agree with you. I don't think there will be. Another big reason also is so many people complain about the operators in Black Ops 4. I really, I truly don't remember many people enjoying them. Do you remember anyone who's just a big fan of operators? Because I don't. Honestly, no, but I wasn't balls deep in like Black Ops 4 Twitter at the time. That's right. Yeah, we don't, we didn't follow that game as much as we do this game, obviously, but I still, it was either you were completely against it or you were just like, whatever, they're not great. Yeah, exactly. Um, Good point. And I think Treyarch knows that and it wouldn't make sense for them to bring them back. But it's true. It's like, what kind of operator abilities would you have if it was based in Vietnam? I mean, I can't, I can't really think of anything. I agree with that. So, I honestly can't tell you if there will be or won't be operators uh, in COD 2020. I, again, I very deeply hope not, but it wouldn't surprise me either way. But if we did see operators in a Vietnam era game, I don't even know what that would look like. Like some operator abilities kind of make sense. Like Nomad, for example, you can make him work in like, uh, in Vietnam. Instead of the mesh mine, it could be like a, claymore something like that and instead of or excuse me and then his ult could be exactly the same he calls a dog and the dog runs around and kills people that would make sense in a vietnam era game but most of the operators wouldn't really make sense uh profit wouldn't make any sense either of his abilities battery kind of i mean there were definitely like grenade launchers in nam there weren't uh you know semtex in in nom but you could just replace that with like a frag or something but then tying in a frag grenade to like an operator ability would be very fucking weird to me so i think they could do operators but yeah i'm just really hoping they don't i'm really hoping they don't yeah i w would find it i find it hard to believe that operator is going to be in cod 2020 i don't think they will be okay well i'm hoping not i'm hoping not uh, Nichimus, tell me how to pronounce your name, Nichimus, Nesimus, because I can't parse that. Uh, Valorant looks like it would run on Windows 95. Yeah, a lot of modern games do that to broaden their appeal, and a lot of modern games do that so that they can be played cross-platform. Because if you make a game that looks really good, you can't run it on a console. Because a console is a computer, it's just a shitty one, which we've been over. A console is a computer, episode 23. Uh, sounds like a respectable fellow. What's up, Corey? How's it going, dude? Uh, Nicomus. Okay, got it. Do you think they are behind in development since the ball was dropped by the previous development company? Uh, yes, I do. And I think they're probably even more far behind because of, uh, COVID-19. So... I mean, dude, Activision is the publishing company. They're gonna make the they're gonna make the development team publish in fall of 2020. Period. 
they don't care how unfinished and unpolished the game will be. So here is a guarantee for you. You can clip it now, link it later. This game is going to be a fucking buggy disaster when it launches. And it's gonna be replete with bugs for at least the first six weeks. Once again, clip me now, link it later. I guarantee it. It is inconceivable to me that Activision actually delays the release because the game isn't ready yet. And it's also inconceivable to me that the game will be ready on schedule. Number one, because of the development team Audible, and number two, because of COVID-19. So I, I can guarantee that as, with as much confidence as I can guarantee that the sun will rise tomorrow. So absolutely. It's absolutely going to be a fucking disaster. So I, yeah, I would definitely have to agree with all that. And, you know, there were rumors at one point that Modern Warfare was going to have a two year life cycle because it does have. <laughs> okay. It has the core game has the ability to have a long life cycle, but it's still full of bugs. I mean, this last patch was probably still full of bugs. The worst patch they've put out in what? couple months would you say uh oh it's the worst it patch was they've fucking ever made. horrible it's the worst that, patch they've ever that released. could be it i yeah. actually saw one of the uh the cod pros tweet that he said this is the worst patch call of duty has ever put out in the history of the game for sure like 100%. it's never been a buggier mess than it is now it's just god 2020 is going to be fucking horrible on launch so. dude field upgrade pro never worked it literally never worked it was bugged in fucking beta, and it was not fixed once. They tried to fix it once. They said they fixed it once, but when they made that patch note, it wasn't actually fixed. The game's been out for four, five months now, and a bug that has existed since beta is still in the game. So if you are under the misapprehension that COD 2020 is going to have a smooth launch... I've got some bad fucking news for you, pal. It's going to be a disaster of biblical proportions. I can guarantee it. I can guarantee it. So, uh, anyways. Another thing, another prognostication about uh, COD 2020. I I'm very confident in saying that I do think the pick 10 system will be back. And uh, the pick 10 system refers to a create a class system that was conceived, I believe, in Black Ops 1. And what it means is when you're creating your class between weapons, weapon attachments, perks, equipment, and lethals, you could pick up to 10. So uh, I could have like, you know, a primary weapon with three attachments on it, that's four. And then I could have a frag grenade and then two concussions and now I'm at seven. And then I could have like a pistol with two more attachments and that's 10. And then I don't have any perks though. You know what I'm saying? Or I could do like, you know, only an M4 with no attachments and then I could have fucking uh, six perks, which would be six points plus three wild cards. So that would be nine pick 10 points. And then I'd have one point left over for like a frag grenade or something. 
So I would not be uh, surprised if the pick 10 system came back because it's been in every Black Ops since Black Ops 1. And it is a almost unanimously uh, well-renowned uh, and uh, positively received uh, custom class system in the franchise. So real quick before I hand it over to Tanner, Strat4000 has subscribed at tier one. Let's fucking go! Strat, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community, sir. I appreciate the sub. Welcome. It is very nice to have you here, my friend. He is one of the humbled. Eldest Stallion, let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Has subbed for one month at tier one. Eldest, thank you, sir. Welcome to this small, but vibrant and extremely humble community, my friend. Eldest and Strett, I appreciate both of you. It is very kind. Your generosity is boundless, my friends. Thank you very much. Honored and privileged. Now, Tanner, what do you think? We're gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you two questions. Number one, do you think the pick ten system will be in COD 2020? Absolutely. It's a Treyarch game. It'll definitely be there. Okay. And how do you feel about the pick 10 system? It's, it's really tough to say. Uh, the pick 10 system in Black Ops 4, I hated for the most part. Really? I didn't like it. Did you like it? You didn't like it. Well, go on. It was fucking horrible. Why? It's just annoying having to pick weird things like that, like the fact that I have to pick between a weapon attachment or a perk. It's a Call of Duty game. I should always have perks no matter what. I should never have the option to even get rid of one of my perks. Give me a perk one, two, and three every fucking time. Um, the thing about the pick 10 system that it, it makes more sense with Treyarch games because they don't have nearly the amount of weapon customization. Well... It's just more Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare's customization is fucking insane compared to previous games. So obviously a pick 10 system like that would never work. But I mean, what did Black Ops games, for the weapons, they had what? Like 10 attachments at the most? At the absolute most, right? Uh, There weren't a lot. Probably 10 to like 12, yeah. 10 Not to 12, many. that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. So the pick 10 system does make sense when you look at it that way. Because there's not... You don't have a ton to choose from. So if this is going back to the NOM era and, you know, there's not a bunch of attachments they can put on the weapons, then it will make sense. But I just feel like a Call of Duty game, you should always have three perks. Um, and I've I've just never been a fan of the pick 10 system. Very interesting. And uh, on a related note, what was your first and favorite Call of Duty title? Call of Duty 4. COD 4 Modern Warfare, the original. And did that have a pick 10 system? No. Absolutely fucking not. So that makes, that kind of makes sense. Um, I see your points. I mean, if I had to pick between pick 10 or Modern Warfare, create a class customization, I'm going with Modern Warfare 2019 all day. I think the customization in this game is fucking excellent and the weapon attachments are extremely impactful 
they have very pronounced pros and cons and you can really tailor every gun to a very particular unique uh niche that you're trying to fulfill and the attachments that can bring you toward that niche are clear obvious uh well explained consistent across weapons and they do a great job uh, with the the customization in general so pick 10 in modern warfare would be bad because the system they have now is way better than a pick 10 system would be uh but your point about Black Ops, it has so much, it has so fewer attachments. I mean, think of an M4 that has 69 attachments in this game. 68 or 69, I think. Uh, you can just count the weapon levels and then that's the number of attachments. So I think it's 68 or 69. Definitely over 60. So obviously you can't do pick 10 with that. <laughs> like you have to allow for all five all the time. So... In a game that only has 10 to 12 weapon attachments per gun, like the Black Ops series, uh, the pick 10 system does make more sense. I kind of like it, but it also allows for some gimmicky bullshit that I really hate. So you can do like lightweight, gung-ho, fucking, I don't know, a knife and like two throwing knives and dead silence or something. And you can just stack a bunch of perks to make your class super gimmicky and annoying. Uh, and that's not possible without a pick 10 system where you can just stack a bunch of perks on top of each other. And when you have a pick 10 system, it's also very hard to balance uh, perks and attachments and weapons and shit. Because if everyone can only get one perk in slot blue, one perk in slot red, and one in slot yellow, then the only balance you have to do is balance a blue perk compared to another blue perk. But when you have the pick 10 system, the balancing act becomes a lot more difficult because players are allowed to mix and match. And you have to keep in mind, well, they could they could take uh, perk three gluttony and they could have all, uh, you know, red perks. And then if they do that, then w is it going to be too overpowered to have red perk one, two and three you, at the same time? And you don't have to make those balance considerations uh, without the pick 10 system. So. That's you rose you uh you raised some good points. I'm not sure how I feel about the pick 10 system now. Um but that is interesting. That is very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, see, like Sin said in chat, it didn't bother me to be honest because the attachments didn't have as much effect on the weapon as it does in MW. Which yeah, that's that's basically what we're saying. That's a good point. It's MW attachments are so important. Black Ops, never the biggest deal. Yeah. Yeah, very good So it, it it makes more sense in a Treyarch game. It would never work in a game like this, ever, obviously. Yeah. One good thing is you don't have to run a secondary, which is great. I do like getting rid of a secondary. It's a waste. I don't usually use it. I don't need it. I, 
I couldn't disagree with that more strongly. Uh, I, okay. When I was playing Black Ops 4, I was actually running secondaries. I was just running a strife with no attachments, and I got quite a few kills that way. Because if you don't have a secondary and you have to reload, you're just fucking dead. So having that pistol, even if it does dick all damage, if you've at least weakened the guy, you can uh, fuck his ass. I love um, having a secondary. I love having a secondary. If you just get good, you kill them with however many bullets you have left, yeah. and then you reload after. I'll, so. I'll keep that Good in mind. Idiot. Stupid idiot, bitch. Let's catch up on chat here. Uh, Nicomus, yeah, we have the link to it. I tweeted at this dude, uh, and I can't find out how to get it myself, because if I could, I would have it on my stream right now. I really want that Modern Warfare 2 overlay. That thing is so fucking dope. But yeah, it wasn't my setup. The thing is, if that was available, every Call of Duty streamer would use that overlay. It'd be so overdone. Yeah, I'd do it anyway. But you're right. Well, uh, you're a follower, not a leader, so. Okay. I like how many Call of Duty podcasts are there? Hundreds. Wrong. What's the number one Call of Duty podcast in the fucking game right now? I don't know. It's the Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast. Drop Shot LLC. Yeah. So yeah. So keep that in mind. Hi, I'm Razan. <laughs> All right, okay. so uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Sensify. It didn't bother me, to be honest, because the attachments didn't have as much effect on the weapon as it does in Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's another good point. The attachments are just not as impactful in any other game. Uh, I like MW 2019 class systems a lot. I think I like them both. Uh, I think I do like MW 2019's the best, though. For sure. Because in Black Ops 4, you can do some gimmicky dumb bullshit classes by like abusing the pick 10 system and i don't i don't like that i don't like that love the pod guys been listening to it on spotify since it's half four in the morning in the uk hell yeah strut hell yeah i appreciate the kind words dude i do appreciate it the way I see it, the more you limit the classes, the more people will abuse the best class setups, says Corey21. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There really aren't many, like, meta classes in Modern Warfare because you can tailor a class so specifically to what you like to do uh, that a meta class almost doesn't even make sense. Whereas if there's only 12 attachments for a Scar H and a Scar H is the best AR... You're going to, everyone's going to run the same whatever uh, number of attachments. So, ah, excuse me. All right. So, uh, let's move on here. I think we kind of already covered this point, but the, the weapon customization will almost certainly not be as robust as MW 2019. I could basically guarantee that as well. There's no fucking way. What I am curious about is if the next uh, Infinity Ward title will have as much weapon customization as this game has had. Now, I think it is pretty much unanimously um, uh, acclaimed, the, the weapon customization in this game. So I would not be surprised if they got it back based on all of the positive feedback they got. But for COD uh, 2022, do you think the next Infinity Ward title will have this much customization, Tanner? 
Oh, dude, they've set they've set us up to just expect that at this point. I mean, if the next Infinity Ward title has a half of this customization, then people are going to be pissed. Um, you know, this is what we like now. It's 2020. We all have ADD. We want a ton of attachments. We want to be able to customize our weapon hundreds of different ways, thousands of different ways. So I think it's going to have to be the new norm. And now they know that they can do it. Um, and surprisingly, that's one of the that's one of the parts of this game that aren't isn't completely full of bugs. The weapon customization is pretty good. I mean, there's little things here and there where it'll say, you know, adds recoil control, things like that, which it actually doesn't. But for the most right. part, the attachments all function correctly, like mm-hmm. they say. Yep. And it creates a really good system. So I, I think we're going to expect that from now on. That's what needs to be the new norm. Do you think we're only going to expect it from Infinity Ward or in general? If you have a big brain, if you're a 200 IQ individual like the Dropshot LLC listeners, you should only expect it from Infinity Ward games and not Treyarch games. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Because it is, as you pointed out, it's directly at odds with the Pick 10 system. It wouldn't make sense to add this many attachments and then only allow for 10 total items in the create a class. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope I agree with you though. I, I would expect, and I would certainly hope that in the next iDub and title or iDub title, that there would be, uh, a similar amount of weapon customization available. That would be fan fucking tastic. So. Uh, this is another thing that I can say with very a very high degree of confidence. Um, hold on one second. All right. So what I'm going to say about this, sorry, I had to just write something down. The movement and the speed with which your character moves, obviously, uh, uh, the mobility the uh, ADS time, ADS strafe speed, etc. I think it is going to feel far more similar to Black Ops 4 than it will to MW 2019. And if you never played BO4, what that means is it's going to be a lot fucking faster than Modern Warfare. If you go back to Black Ops 4, especially there was a perk called Gung Ho. It was a green perk slash a perk 2. And you could fire your weapon immediately from sprinting. So there was zero sprint out time. So what that meant was if you were using gung ho, you could sprint around a corner, see someone and have a very good chance of fucking their ass because you don't have to wait 35 minutes to aim down sights with your gun because there's no sprint out time. Uh, But even, even if we table gung ho as a perk, the movement speed, ADS speed, ADS strafe speed in general in Black Ops 4 was much, much faster. The movement in general and the mobility in general was just so fast. So much faster in Black Ops 4 than it is in MW 2019. Uh, and I would be shocked if uh, COD 2020 did not have more mobility than MW 2019 has at the moment so uh tanner what do you think it's going to be similar speed to bo4 do you think i'm off base 
Uh, and do you think we will see the return of Gung Ho as a perk? Do you think Gung Ho will be baseline for all characters so that it will be in the game, but it won't require a perk? Or do you think neither it won't be a perk, nor will it be baseline for every character? I think Gung Ho is going to be a perk again. I also think the movement speed will be much higher than MW. Um, I like the quick movement speed in my humble opinion. I think having that quick movement speed ADS speed creates a much higher skill ceiling for the game. Um, in MW, you know, I get it. They tried to make it more realistic, so everything's a little bit slower paced. But I think having quicker movement speed it just creates a higher uh, skill ceiling than this game does. Because, I mean... You yes. can move around the map really quickly if you're a good player. You can slide around. You can get behind them. It takes skill to master very quick movement. And that's something I think you can do in Treyarch games. So I'm a fan of the movement speed. In MW, when we started playing, it was so slow. But, I mean, obviously you're used to it in a week at the absolute most. And it's just normal now. Um, but I prefer quick movement speed. And I hope that's back, which I'm I'm sure it will. I'm I Hey, I'm fucking positive it'll be quick. It'll be quicker than MW 2019 for sure. The There's only, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I'm uh, questioning is whether or not there will be gung ho or something similar. There was a perk that did functionally the same thing as gung ho in BO3. I forget what it was called. I did not play much BO3. Um, but the movement speed is definitely going to be faster. Another reason that I do agree with Tanda that it does increase the skill seal. It does raise the skill ceiling significantly. Because if I'm Nate Gibson, who's an insanely good player, by the way, uh, and I turn a corner and then uh, dick-faced 12-year-old Xbox kid is mounted on a wall with an M4 pre-aiming that corner, in Block Ops 4, Nate Gibson's going to fucking shred that dude because he doesn't have to put up with a sprint-out timer. But in Modern Warfare 2019, the 12-year-old who's already mounted is going to be able to start shooting for a good 250 milliseconds before Nate's weapon will even fire, uh, which gives the corner camping mounted ADS on a sight line, uh, allergic to movement, hardcore campers, a significant advantage. And then it incentivizes that play style so that very few players move around the map. And that lowers the skill ceiling. But when you can move anywhere you want at will and fuck anyone's ass with impunity because you're not penalized for moving in the game, it definitely raises the skill ceiling because then every engagement is heads up. Every engagement is heads up. If I'm waiting for you to turn a corner in Black Ops 4... As soon as you turn the corner and see me, we can both start shooting as soon as we see the other player. So what that means is this is heads up now. Ready, go. And then you can both start shooting at the exact same time. And if, and if the vast majority of gunfights are heads up, then skill becomes way more important. Being able to aim, having quick reaction time, etc., because you're not gated by a sprint out timer. And that raises the skill ceiling fantastically. Uh, so that is going to be really good about COD 2020. 
I don't know if Gung Ho is going to be a perk or if it's going to be baseline. I think I agree with Tanner. It's going to be another perk, but I do think it will exist in the game. I think there will be a perk that allows you to eliminate sprint out time. And even if there isn't, the movement speed and the ADS speed is still almost certainly going to be far faster than it is in MW 2019. And I think that is a great thing. So that is going to be fantastic. My next concern, though, is what will the health total be? So in Block Ops 4, the health total was 150. In every other Call of Duty game, it was 100, including MW 2019. Uh, what that means is Black Ops 4 had the longest time to kill of any Call of Duty title to date ever. Uh, and that has many implications. Um, but first, Tanner, uh, what do you think the health total will be? Do you think it will be BO4 150? Do you think it will be BO3 100 like every other COD? Or do you think maybe it's going to be 125, something in the middle, 50? Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think the health total will be as much as it was in BO4. I don't think a lot of people really like that. I personally prefer the health and time to kill in this game compared to BO4. I thought BO4 was a little slow. Um, just felt like I was aiming at somebody for four seconds before I finally killed them. But at the same time, the movement speed was so quick in that game that it kind of makes sense. You know, if you're sliding around corners and destroying somebody, if the time to kill is too low, then that just becomes a fucking nightmare and you're getting Instagrams. slid on and yeah, and you're yeah. getting just destroyed immediately. So it kind of makes sense. I don't know. I mean, with BO4 speed levels, if that was in COD 2020 with 100 total health, I don't know how it would play. I don't really think it would play great. I mean, I prefer MW time to kill, like I said, but I don't know how it would play in a Treyarch game like that where the movement speed is higher. Um, I feel like it's it's got to be at least slightly higher than MW, though. It's got to be one more bullet to kill at least. Um, I think that would make it about as balanced as you could make it. Interesting. So the thing, the thing about a high health total is this is another thing that massively raises the skill ceiling and you might be wondering why that is i'll educate you the more health each player has what does that mean that means i have to do more damage to you before you die and you have to do more damage to me before i die now why would that raise the skill ceiling great question if we have a bunch of health it becomes more and more valuable to have good aim so that you're landing your shots. So if we're playing hardcore, then all I have to do is land one bullet and you're dead. So if I see you first by even 20 milliseconds, I'm probably going to kill you because all I have to do is get one bullet on you before you get one on me and you're dead. Uh, but if we both have 500 health, and then we see each, and then I see you first, for example, but my aim is 20% worse than yours. It won't matter that I saw you first because you're going to have so much time to turn on me and fuck my ass with your better aim that you're still going to win. 
So the high health total of BO4, it allowed for a lot of outplaying ability. Because even if you were shot first, you're shot from behind from some kid you didn't see. He has to land more shots to finish that. And it gives you enough time to turn around. And if you laser beam him and he's missing shots, you'll be able to kill him. And you'll be able to outskill him. So that's where the skill ceiling again gets raised quite a bit. Because it really incentivizes landing shots. Because if you start whiffing you're, and the other guy isn't, you're going to die. Uh, because only landing one or two or three bullets is not going to be enough to kill the guy. you got to keep landing until he's dead. Uh, so that raises the skill ceiling um, a lot. With that said, I don't know how I feel about uh, 150 health. Because the problem with having a big health total like that, it's great for typical gunfights, but then all of a sudden, everything that's a one-shot kill becomes insanely overpowered. Because let's say we each have 250 health. Uh, well, now I have to land half a clip of an assault rifle on you to kill you. And if we, if we all have assault rifles, then that's great, and the skill ceiling is very high, and then uh, it's fun, and the better aiming player will be rewarded. But when we introduce sniper rifles into the game, if I still need to unload half of AR clip on you to kill you, and you have a sniper rifle, you can miss like three sniper shots and then land your fourth one and then I'm instantly dead. And even worse than that, it is impossible to balance a knife, a ballistic knife, uh, or any other kind of dumb gimmick, a crossbow, any other dumb gimmicky one-shot kill uh, weapons with these high health totals. So, and if you play Black Ops 4, you know this, by the way. These fucking knifing kids were super annoying in that game because you could see someone at 12 meters, and if you have like a, I don't know, like an ICR, for example, you very well may not have enough time to kill him before he can run up to you and then just instantly one-shot you without having to actually aim. That is really annoying, and it removes all of the benefit of raising the skill ceiling that a high health total provides because now you're just getting completely destroyed by someone with no skill who's not aiming at all. So it's hard to balance these high health totals with uh, one-shot kill weapons. So I'm not sure what the health total is going to be. And I'm very curious. I think I would like to try an experiment of like 125 total health. Higher than normal, lower than BO4. I think if it's 125, snipers are balanced enough. Uh, and knives, probably still a little too overpowered, but... Not as overpowered as they are in BO4. That might be okay. Uh, I would be willing to run that experiment. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what it's going to be. I really don't know. That makes a lot of sense. That's something I hadn't thought about. That when the time to kill is higher, that makes one-shot weapons way more overpowered. What, was it the Javelina? Was that the gun? That was semi-automatic. Yes. You can one-tap people. Yes, they patched it. What but, a yeah. fucking nightmare! Yeah, and it yeah. took what three weeks to patch? Two it weeks to patch? Took too long. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. gun was insane. Yeah, and it was a semi-automatic 
one shot kill. So you're right. Those could be extremely overpowered if the time to kill is too high. But also that was just a fucking nightmare that they shouldn't have ever released. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, the Havelina was overpowered no matter what the health total was. But um But knives is my biggest concern. Cause the Havelina is like, yeah, super broken, but it would have been broken even if the health total health total was one hundred. Uh so what they need to but but knives are always going to be overpowered if the health total is too high. And like how many times did you get knifed in BO4 after landing eight bullets on someone from fucking 20 meters away? You know? Because there was the knife lunge in that game. MW is like too. the first Call of Duty game that didn't have the knife lunge as far as I know. But so. even if it did, the, the time to kill is fast enough in Modern Warfare 2019 where knifing is not going to be a serious issue. You know? Yeah. You let's put it this way: you never see people just running around knifing like you did in Black Ops. Oh fuck no, fuck no. Yeah, knives are terrible in this game, as they should be. Knives should not be good because, again, I'm playing a first-person shooter. I'm not playing fucking camp in a corner simulator and knife someone in the back. It's dumb. It's not fun. It's not fun for the knifer or the knifey, and it's totally anti-skill. Uh, and that's. That's the balancing act you have to uh, kind of uh, like weigh the pros and cons of when you're talking about health totals in, in these arcade shooters, you know. What do you think should be the fastest TTK, says Nicomus? I would say around 0.9 seconds, presumably. Uh, yeah, I mean, as Bloodless said, there are many weapons that technically have a zero time to kill. Because they're one-shot kill weapons. So a deagle has a zero-second uh, time to kill. Because you go from full health to dead if I headshot you. Uh, many of the snipers in this game do. But if you're talking about like a, like a fully automatic weapon, I don't think that's a good barometer of how to judge uh, fastest time to kill. Because like... Even if we take that out of the equation, like, uh, let's say a Spitfire in BO4 point blank range, I'm landing only headshots. The time to kill is very fast on that, but you're also never going to do that in a realistic circumstance. You're never just going to headshot someone with all six bullets at point blank range, you know? So I don't think that's a very good metric to, uh, to balancing or to weighing time to kill or uh, just health totals in general. But, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what the health total is going to be. I would not be surprised if it went back to 100, though, with all that said. Uh, next point here. The visibility literally cannot get worse than Modern Warfare, which is great. So that'll be fantastic. I'm very excited for the next COD just for this reason alone. So that I can go back to being able to see people. That's gonna that is that is genuinely fun and exciting. It is fun and exciting and interactive when I can see enemies on my screen. So I'm thrilled about that. That's one of the reasons I'm very excited for a new call Call of Duty to come out. Because that's one of my biggest problems. Maybe my biggest problem with this shit game is that I die to people I cannot see so fucking often. I'm so ready for that to be done. Uh so that will be nice. And the visibility 
If the visibility isn't better than Modern Warfare 2019, I'm not playing it and I'm done doing this podcast. How about that? How about that, dude? How about that? But it won't be. There's no way it will be. The visibility in every Treyarch title I've ever played has been great. Fantastic. As it should be. It should be very simple to see people in a multiplayer, high-paced, fast, arcade-style first-person shooter. So Treyarch got that right, at least. Um, so that'll be exciting. The visibility is definitely going to be better. Uh, Tanner, you have some thoughts on this. You're absolutely right. The visibility is the fucking worst I've ever seen. Um, my big thing is I would enjoy a bit of color, you know, a little bit of, little bit of color on my screen. I think the color palette of MW is black and white, essentially. It's so weird looking at BO4 now, like pictures and videos of it. There was just so much, so many bright, pretty colors. You just, it looked like Razanon's right fucking arm just tatted the fuck up. And this game is just black and white. It's dumb. It's boring. It's dull. I want the bright colors back, you know? So here's, I hear you. I hear you, brother. Uh, I think there's a middle ground between BO4 and Modern Warfare. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. I like the aesthetic of Modern Warfare because it's all relatively realistic looking and uh, it might be a little too grayscale. You could probably increase the saturation and it's still going to look basically just as realistic. I think that would be good. Uh, But also, you could have a realistic looking game that also has good visibility. Like... Battlefield, for example, you can see people in that game, and it's also way more realistic looking than Black Ops 4. You know what I'm saying? It's like there are ways around this. It's not like you have to choose between realistic looking or having enemies be visible. You can do both. That's ideal to me, because I don't like the Black Ops 4 aesthetic. I don't like fire break in a fucking bunny suit. With his diamond spitfire that has pink and it's fucking glowing. And it just looks so dumb and puerile. I I don't like that at all. But at the same time, I would still prefer that if it comes with visibility versus Modern Warfare, which has an aesthetic I really like, but I can't fucking see any, anything. But that's a false dichotomy. There is a way to make a realistic looking game where I can also see people. And that is my ideal. Uh, But, I mean, the aesthetic to me is largely unimportant. As long as I can uh, see enemies, I'm basically happy. But if we get into Fortnite-level territory of childish, cartoonish, colorful, 12-year-old appeal, I'm I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to hate it. But it that is like... Quaternary to uh, gameplay and visibility and uh, weapon balance. So not that big of a deal to me, in my opinion. So anyways, moving on here. Will there be score streaks or kill streaks? Tanner. I think, unfortunately, there will be score streaks. I would prefer kill streaks. I actually like what they did in this system. You know, when 
all the news of MW was coming out and we were finding out that it was kill streaks and that they couldn't be looped over and over, you know, we were, we weren't the biggest fans of it, but at the same time, Hey, if you ever played against Razan on and Tanner, you know, we had exactly eight threshers up every single round. I mean, seriously, there was a thresher up the entire game. Yeah, of course. So it got super fucking dumb. It got boring. It made people rage quit was the biggest thing, especially when there was no cross platform. As we were playing it's PC only BO4, we couldn't, you know, lobbies would leave because they'd be getting destroyed by threshers, and I would leave too. Um, so if it's score streaks or kill streaks, either way, great. But I think MW has it figured out again where they should not just complete, just loop again like they have in the past. Um, I think it needs to just end whenever you hit the highest streak you have selected. Um, and that I think creates a better game. It, it relies more on your gun skill again, instead of just, you know, getting to that first kill streak or score streak and then just looping them over and over again. Interesting. Very, very interesting take from you. Uh, I disagree with almost everything you said. Um, I don't like kill streaks as opposed to score streaks. The main reason for that. So let me ask you, Tanner, uh, what's your favorite game mode in call of duty? get it um probably dom dom yeah so that's that's mine as well uh and if you only have kill streaks there's very little incentive to cap objectives whereas with score streaks there's a very high incentive to cap objectives because it gives you score and that can and that contributes toward your streaks um i also think they should loop because if they don't loop then once you get your highest kill streak you're actually kind of incentivized to just kill yourself so that you can get more streaks. Because that'll actually raise your KD. It'll actually raise your KD uh, if you do that. Yeah. The only reason Black Ops 4 was so dumb, and the only reason we would get streaks all the fucking time, we were demons, obviously, so that's the main reason. But irrespective of that, uh, you should not get full credit for kills with only an assist. So I talked about this in my year in review series on Black Ops 4. Um, it's very dumb to me that if you have body armor and then you get a crash tack boost, giving you a total of like 250 health, and then I shoot you in the toe with a strife doing one point of damage, and then you die, I get full credit for that kill. So I get full points for that kill, I get full progress toward my next streak for that kill, even though I did one 250th of the damage that contributed to your death. And one 250th, by the way, is what? Uh, 1%, 0.05%, I don't know, 0 0.0, like 325% or something. One of you fucking math wizards out there can figure it out. But it's less than half of 1% of your total health pool that I contributed to damaging. And then I get full credit for that kill. That's how Black Ops 4 worked. That was fucking dumb. That was fucking dumb. That was the main problem with Black Ops 4. So what I would like to see here is a return to the World War II um, model. And World War II was score streaks, not kill streaks. Um, they did loop just like in 
uh, Black Ops 4. So once you get your last streak, you're progressing towards your first one again. But assists only gave you a percentage of how much damage you did. So if I did like 0 to like 13% of the damage, I would get like 10 score. And it would say assist. But if I did 90% of the damage, I would get 75 score and it would say an assist. This way you can't abuse this assist system to get your entire team full streaks. That's ideal to me and I hope we see a return to that. I'm not sure if we will. So we, we do agree, Tanner, that it's going to be score streaks again. Do you think assists are going to count partially or fully uh, as far as progress toward your streaks are concerned in COD 2020? I think they'll count just partially. I think we'll get partial credit. You shouldn't get full credit. That was a dumb idea, like you're saying. Uh, I think it'll end up being just partial credit. I hope so. I'm not so Let's, sure, though. We fucking hope so, that's we for sure. We certainly fucking hope so. It was far too easy to get streaks in uh, BO4. So, uh, Next point. Do you think there will be callable nuclears, or do you think you just get a medal? Well, callable nukes are great, except if they're specialists in the game, because specialists in BO4, at least, counted towards your uh, total number of kills in a streak. So if there's some sort of specialist bullshit and you get 12 kills on that and then you get to call in a nuke, fuck you, Treyarch. I'm not playing your dumb shit game. <laughs> okay. So if there's no specialists, um, then fantastic. Yeah, of course. I would love to have a callable nuke. Who doesn't want that? Okay, you want one, but do you think there will be one? I think there will be because I don't think there's going to be specialists in the game. Interesting. So you're... Okay. So you think the reason there haven't been callable nukes in the Black Ops franchise is principally because of specialists? No, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I'm just saying that's the way it has seemed. I don't think Treyarch okay. has planned it that way or anything. It's just... okay. What? Just add in a callable nuke. It's pretty simple. It's kind of like MW. Hey, add in the fucking nuclear calling card at launch, yeah. not fucking four months later. Yeah, like that they would did. Be, that would be great. Yeah, that was a whole shit. It's show. one of those things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I agree with you. I like callable nukes, and they're fucking hard to get. So it's not like we see them often enough to where they're annoying. But I do see your point where if there are specialists it is potentially easier to get a nuke using a specialist weapon. And then that would be annoying if like one out of every 10 games, someone was dropping a nuke because they got a scythe, you know, that would be right. annoying. So, uh, I, I would like callable nukes. I think I would put forth the same stipulation as you, which is only if there are no specialists, because that makes it potentially too easy to uh to get them so yeah i don't think there will be callable nukes though i would like them i don't think there will be there hasn't been a callable nuke in any black ops game uh, i feel like mw is kind of paving the way for the future titles the way they're doing things so i don't know everyone likes it i don't i don't what is the downside of having a callable nuke 
I agree. Really? I agree. I don't really think there is one. Um, and this one could be different too because uh, Raven was originally developing the game. So by the time Treyarch took over, they might have already coded in a callable nuke or something, in which case Treyarch might decide to just leave it in. And then like in World War II, for example, there was the nuke was called the V2 rocket. But instead of ending the game, you would call it in. It would kill everyone on the other team, but the game would continue. But you would still get the same, like you get the cool, really exclusive calling card. Um. <laughs> um, and uh, all the, all the uh, what's it called? Clout that comes from that. Uh, but it wouldn't end the game. I kind of think that's ideal. I kind of, but at the same time, dude, if someone has killed your team 30 times and they still haven't died, let's just end this. You know, like you're getting fucked so hard. Let's not draw out this massacre. Let's just finish the game. But either way, I think having something callable, whether or not it ends the game is kind of uh, tangential. I, I think it should be in the game. But I think I agree with you that that should be the case only on the basis of the f of uh, of there being no specialists. So good points, though. Good points. So uh, next point here: calling cards and challenges will almost certainly be like Black Ops Four, which is to say there are a bunch of them. The challenges are very uh, time-consuming, lengthy, require a lot of grinding. And if you wanted to complete everything, if you wanted to be a 100%er, it would take you fucking forever, which I think is a great thing. I really like that about Black Ops 4, and I, I really like that about the Black Ops series in general. Uh, and that is one of the big things MW 2019 missed fantastically. It has no such uh, grinding mechanism, and the ribbons don't count, and there's no prestige system. So, uh, Tanner, what do you think? Do you think the calling cards are going to be similar to BO4? I really think they will. Um, the BO4 calling card and challenge system was so much better than MW. I don't know why they designed it this way in Modern Warfare. It's fucking horrible how you have to, like, select what mission you're doing. Um, I don't, I really don't understand it other than it gets people in their mind to play the game more, you know, cause you gotta do this one challenge and select and then do another one and select it. So you're just wasting time having to do them when you can get them all done at the same time. If it wasn't locked behind a tier system like they are. Um, so I'm very excited for Treyarch cause I know they come through with a calling card and challenge system. BO4 was so fun to do all those and they meant a lot more too. Like your calling card in the lobby meant way more than it does now. Cause it showed up next to your name. Uh, now they haven't done any of that. The, you know, the menu, the scoreboard, it's boring. Everyone's the same rank cause there's no prestige system. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. even though they said it was going to be a more in-depth system than prestige, Josie got your a fucking moron here's so. another thing too by the way on that point i agree with everything you said and in black ops 4 i mean i could look at anyone's calling card i could tell you how they got the calling card and how good the person is likely to be based on that calling card so like if i see like killer master for example 
I know what that is. I know how hard it is to get. The difficulty level it is to get. And then I know roughly how good they are. If I see the Relentless Calling card, I think, okay, well, they're better than a Killer Master. If I see a Nuclear Calling card, I say, okay, this guy is, you know, top 95th percentile, probably. Uh, and then everything in between and even below, like, Killer Master, like, you can assess how good someone is, and um, and you can see... And you know what they did to get their calling card because then some people might run like the fight fire with fire calling card where you molly a fire break while he's using his ult with the purifier that was like the rarest calling card in that game so when you see that you would, it, by the way yeah tanner did have it you'd be like oh dude that's fucking cool i almost never see that that's so dope how many times have you felt that in this shit game here's the thing you look through your calling cards in this game I couldn't tell you how I got literally 95% of them. Exactly. They don't even have any, they don't say what it is. Exactly. And people have asked for that. Once again, another thing that should have been there at launch. This is why Call of Duty titles need to have a two-year life cycle. They don't have enough time to fully develop them into fully released games. So they release them and they're broken for 10 months. Then they work fine for a month and a half. And then the next one's out and the previous one's dead. Yeah. They need to change their system. Activision, figure it out. Change your fucking system. I don't know about the two-year thing. I think the three-year development cycle should be sufficient. I mean, it worked for Black Ops 4. Like, I didn't like a lot of the design choices they made in that game, but it was at least polished pretty much at launch. Modern Warfare 2019 was just not done well at all. Uh, but I think it's the exception rather than the rule. But, uh, yeah, exactly. The vast majority of the calling cards that I have or that I see in a lobby, I have no fucking idea what they, um, what they, what they did to, to get them. I just don't, like, I don't know what that is. And I don't know how hard yeah. it is. And it doesn't look good, by the way. The art style in BO4 for the calling cards and the emblems, Fucking 10 out of 10. Fantastic art. In this shit game, literally 3 out of 10. Not good at all. Bad. Bad. Wrong. And I mean, that was a fun thing to do is when we would load into lobbies in BO4, we would check out everyone's little, um, what do they call it in that game? Where you click on their name and it showed oh, their, whole, yeah, their top like three the... calling cards. I think like you're looking like at their a, player card, they call it. The player like player summary card. or whatever, yeah. So it yeah, shows that was the, the thing operator they want to showcase, and then their calling card they have equipped, and then their showcase, which is three more calling cards that yep, they want to And then their display. favorite weapon and favorite what camo weapon. it has on it. Yep. And, you know, that was a fun thing to do when you join a lobby. You're like, all right, let's look through this lobby, and we're like, oh, my God, this lobby's horrible. Or, oh, shit, they have a three stack of nuked out players you know and yep. you know you're going to be going against somebody good it was just something fun to look at you know something you can talk shit to the other team for things like that and this game just has absolutely zero of that you load into a lobby yep. in ground war you see 63 other names and that's it you see everyone's rank 155 everyone's name is the same color it's boring it's dull it's dumb yeah uh, a thousand percent a thousand that's such a good point too i forgot about the 
the showcase too. Like where you could pick three other calling cards besides the one you have to like represent. And then you could just clout chase. So it's like, okay, I want the new card. I want the relentless card because that's arguably harder to get than the new card. Probably not, but arguably. Uh, and then like, you know, my fight fire with fire calling card. Maybe that's not hard to get, but it's super rare. And the times in which you're eligible to get it are far fewer than like a nuke. Like you can get a nuke on every game. You can't get fight fire with fire on every game. And you have to be running the molly, whatever. But like you can, sh you. so if you want to flex on kids, you'll set your nuclear calling card. But then you can put your super rare cool calling card in your showcase to further flex on kids about how cool it is that you have this rare fucking thing. And then you can pick the weapon that you showcase and you can attach the camo to that. You can put on your fucking all the attachments you like. So, you know, if I go into a lobby and some dude's prestige master level 933 and his, uh, his fucking weapon showcase is like a, a Mog 12 with dark matter. And then his, his guy that he's, uh, showcasing is like fucking, uh, firebreak or something. You'd be like, okay, so this guy's a piece of dog shit and I hate him. And then you already kind of know, like, you know, you could, there's so much more personality in that. And also there's a lot more, um, status that you can give yourself with that system. And that is just totally devoid. Excuse me. That is totally absent in M-Dub 2019. So more, more personality that like, way you more said it perfectly there, way more personality, yeah. way more. It's a feeling of customization. Yeah. Agreed. That people enjoy. But now you're... Nicomus says, but now you're getting coins at the end of Plunder to show off to nobody. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. Hey, we still have zero explanation of what those coins are for. Hey, no. do they get us something? Uh, do we show them off somewhere? Hey, Infinity Ward, let us know. Are they for absolutely nothing like we all assume they are? Probably that's what it seems like. They probably developed them so that you could screenshot them and then tweet it to Ashton Williams and say, hey, look, I got the fucking gold plunder coin. And no one's going to give a fuck because no one follows you on Twitter. So, yeah, I'm going to go uh, fill up my water. You can start on the next one. Okay. Nicomus said, you accept getting shit on more when you can tell the other person has some experience from what he has showcased. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Instead of the usual baby rage, he's hacking report immediately mentality. BO4 also didn't have crossplay, so that was kind of a big deal. Because a lot of times when I get fucking destroyed by someone in this game, I mean, I think two things. Number one, he might be on controller. So he might just be aim assisting me. Number two, he might be hacking because there's no anti-cheat in this game. Uh, so a really fun game to play in Modern Warfare 2019 is aim assist or aimbot. <laughs> it's a really fun game to play. And by that, I mean it's not fucking fun at all. And it's a travesty and a disgrace that you actually have to ask that question. So... Uh, anyways, moving on here. Tanner, do you think there will be a prestige system in COD 2020? 
of course there will be a prestige system. There should have been a prestige system in this game. There will 1,000% be a prestige system. Treyarch knows to do that. Nobody likes this current system. If you like this current system or you play Spec Ops, fuck you. Don't listen to this podcast ever again. There needs to be a prestige system. There's something to grind for. Um, I don't know. I think we've said this on the stream. I just want to make it known again. Razanon hit level 1000 and BO4, and he reset his account exactly one round later to rank one. So he's a stupid bitch. But he did hit 1000. I was never able to hit it. I hit like prestige like 390, 400. I didn't play as much as he did. I didn't start as early. But again, you load into a lobby, and you see a kid with a nuked-out calling card. And he's level 1,000. You're like, oh, my God, this kid's a virgin. We're going to get destroyed. And I want that back in this game. I want that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I agree. Uh, I agree. I don't. Not only do I think there will be a prestige system in the next title, I think, I th I think there will never not be a prestige system again because they've gotten nothing but negative feedback from doing away with the prestige system. I think they're going to keep it indefinitely now. It might be different where like if you enter prestige 2, you still keep all your weapons or whatever. They might do something like that to increase uh quality of life. But I don't think they're ever yeah. going to not have a prestige system again. And the funny thing is, I think some of the devs currently actually think that this system is okay. I know Joe Seacott says on Twitter and he said it in the past that, you know, this system supposedly has more content than without it. And I think he's referring to the season pass. But, hey, there should be a season pass either way. That has, should have nothing to do with the prestige system. He might also be referring to the ribbons, which does not constitute good content. Yeah, don't ever refer to the ribbons again if you, <laughs> they're talking about that. Yeah. So that's not content. It must be. Yeah, getting, it must be. getting 350 kills with an LMG is good content. Getting 350 <laughs> kills with a zero attachment weapon is fun to do. Fuck you. And getting Take fucking it out of the game. 100 RPG kills, incentivizing your player base to fucking use RPGs on people. So fantastically stupid. It boggles me completely yeah so do you remember when this game first came out they did some marketing thing like probably a month after release and it was like on the home page of like BattleNet when you loaded it up or something and it was a little article about like how you should be using claymores or the 725 <laughs> do you remember that and no. everyone was like they have to be trolling us at this no, point no i wish i it, had it, seen it though it, it was like legitimate they trolled everybody, and we were like, what the fuck? I don't remember exactly what it was. I want to say it was like they were telling you, like, oh, you put claymores up. It was so fucking dumb. That is dumb. That's hilarious. If someone could find that article, put it in the Discord and tag me, please, uh, at me, because I would – <laughs> of course, they, they're so fucking tone deaf. It's, uh, it's unbelievable how tone deaf they are. I really want to see this article. If someone knows what Tanner's talking about, please link it to me in the Discord. Uh, and then you can find the Discord, of course. Uh, conveniently linked in the show notes or in the Twitch chat if you're here live. So let's move on. Uh, do you think there will be another Battle Royale in COD 2020? Uh, and if so, how would that look? I think that developers at this point just default to throwing a battle royale in their game because that's what's supposedly hot, even though it's 
not, I don't think. It's not hot anymore. People don't enjoy BRs. I agree. It was a fad. They're done. They need to let it die off. I agree. Um, except for, I don't know, this game, people really like it for some reason. I don't see why it's the buggiest fucking Battle Royale I've ever played. It's so dumb. But um, I don't think there should be a Battle Royale. Again, it just took away from the multiplayer player yep. base, which is what Call of Duty is built around. It should be multiplayer. should be 6v6, 5v5. Yeah, I don't care. 8v8, 10v10, 12. I don't care. Just there shouldn't be a battle royale in the game. It's splitting the player base too much. I don't know. If people want to play a battle royale, go play Blackout or Warzone. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think there will be a battle royale. I wish there wasn't going to mm. be one, but I think there will be. Uh, and I think it's... I mean... How much more inventive can you get with a BR, you know? It's not going to be that much different. There's only so much you can do with Battle Royales. So, uh, I just don't think it's going to be that much different. It'll be hyped because it's a new BR and because it's a Call of Duty BR. And because Call of Duty has such a wide player base and such a massive marketing budget, they will be able to generate some hype around it. But I agree with you. I wish they would just let the fad die. Uh, and it's taking away development resources from multiplayer. And multiplayer yeah. Call of Duty players and Battle Royale players are different types of people. Because the play styles are fantastically different. So I wish there wasn't going to be one. I'm sure there will be, though. But Maybe we would have had a nuclear calling card at launch if they weren't working <laughs> on a Battle Royale the whole time. That's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, what about ground war or some similar large-scale battle? Do you think that would be in COD 2020? I think something like that will definitely be in it. I think eventually they'll raise um, the player base of that or the the max the server capacity even higher than what it is now. I think eventually we'll see that going to like 80 or 100. I'm fine with ground war. I think it's fun. Uh, it doesn't split up the player base nearly as much as a battle royale does. I usually enjoy them. Especially with cross-platform. Yeah, you will, yeah, obviously. It, yeah. You need to have cross-platform if you're going to have ground war in the game. I agree. I agree. Crowd in 64 versus 64. Yeah, maybe with those new, uh, with those new consoles, they'll be able to figure that out. Maybe. That's a Kex W for me. Uh, yeah. I'm actually not so sure. I don't, I would not be surprised if there was no ground war in, uh, COD 2020. So you could you would see a BR before you picture Ground War in a, the game. Yes, and my evidence okay. for that is Black Ops Four. Black Ops Four had the BR. It did not have anything bigger than six v six. Yeah, good point. You know, and that was a Treyarch title. So I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, COD twenty twenty was the same. Uh yeah. And Makes honestly, sense. I kind of dude, I like Ground War, but I hate the vehicles. Um, but also, like you said, you know, BO4 wasn't cross-platform. This game is, and that allows for a lot more possibilities. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a ground war, but I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see it either. I'm kind of uh, ambivalent about it, though. I, I'm not, you know, whatever. If it's, I'm apathetic, actually, more than anything. I mean, if we see it, cool. If we don't, that's fine. I, I just want a game that has good maps uh, and 
is relatively well balanced and is not buggy as all fuck. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's going to be three lane maps? Primarily, principally. Yes, I think there will be. There, there, will be. there sure as fuck better be. I don't know who complained about three lane maps because supposedly they made the maps in this game different because they said people didn't want three lanes anymore. Who the fuck said that? I honestly, I hate you. No, 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 no. Don't blame the player base. I don't think a goddamn soul complained about three lane maps. I think that they just thought that three lane maps were too, uh, they advantaged players who could aim their weapons too much so that they, they wanted to think of a way to make this easier for, uh, new frogs. So they, they made up the fact that people said they don't like three lane maps, even, even though that wasn't true. And the reason they said that was to give themselves a reason to make maps that cater to corner campers, mounters, uh, claymore lovers, and fucking noobs who can't aim their gun to give them a safe space. I think they may have said that people were complaining about three-lane maps. I don't think those people actually existed. This is going to be a black helicopter point for me. But I really think that is genuinely a conspiracy. I don't think... There might have been a couple people complaining about three-lane maps. But if you're a new player who is bad at Call of Duty, you do not have the sophistication to realize that three-lane maps are one of the biggest contributing factors to why you are not doing well enough. I mean, think of how outrageous this is. I play Call of Duty. I play BO4. I'm not very good at it. What do I do? I stop playing. What do I certainly not do? Do an in-depth analysis of the game to determine how to make it easier for me to do better. And further, what do I what do I even what am I even less likely to do? Finish that analysis and say, "You know what? As a shit player, after my thorough, sophisticated analysis, I would be doing better if maps weren't three lanes and you gave me more safe spaces. That is, that never happened. Period. That never happened. If you're not doing well in the game, you certainly did not recognize that one of the reasons you're not doing well is because of the map design. That is such a big brain, like, sophisticated point to make or to conceive of that it is completely outside of the realm of possibility that you came up with that as yourself as a shit player and then leveled that criticism to Activision. And it is even more inconceivable that there were many people like this, so many people, that Activision decided to stop making three-lane maps. So if they said that, they lied. Point blank, period. And it's not above them to lie because we've already gotten evidence of them lying about skill-based matchmaking in large ground modes and many other things that have to do with this shit game. So it's not like it's not like Activision lying to us is an unheard of proposition because we have evidence that they've already done that as recently as three weeks ago uh, with the 
clear revelation that there is skill-based matchmaking in Warzone, even though they blatantly point-blank said that there uh, was not. So, I hope there's going to be three-lane maps. There certainly fucking should be, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know when map design started for this title, but I mean, in theory, it started after Modern Warfare development since the game's coming out later. So I hope it's going to be three lanes. Uh, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't three lanes. And I think everyone has complained about the maps in this game, but by the time those complaints were leveled, uh, all of the maps for COD 2020 were probably already done. So I would not be surprised if we were already stuck with non-three-lane maps in this game. Interesting. Okay. But God, like you said, I fucking hope not, man. I really yeah. miss three-lane maps. I really miss them. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll we're see. also not corner camping pussies. That's why we like quick three-lane maps. Yeah, because we're not fucking terrible. Because we don't want safe spaces. Um, all right. Anyways, last point on this. Uh, will it be cross-platform, Tanner? Fucking better. I think every... Hey, every video game, every first-person shooter from this point out should be cross-platform. Well, maybe not all of them. The vast majority of games need to be cross-platform at this point. It Pretty just, much all shooters. Yeah, I mean, gaming is just... Keybinds. Yeah. Gaming is so casual now, you know, it used to be, yeah. especially like PC game. If you're a PC gamer, like, oh my God, like, wow, you play on PC, but it's just so casual now that everybody does it. Cause you know, we're growing old. We're 28. We're still playing more than we did when we were 18. So even though we have way more shit to do. So, I mean, it's more casual. The more ways to expand that player base and let you play with your friends, uh, the better. If it's not cross-platform, it would be absolutely fucking detrimental to us on PC. Um, and I don't think at this point they're going to make that mistake. I think the next Call of Duty game will be cross-platform and every other one in the future will be as well. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. It doesn't impact. It doesn't hurt their sales to make it cross-platform. Cross and it also... Uh, I think I think this is one of the few things that's largely good for everyone. It is annoying having to put up with aim assist, but like you said, it's a casual game. If I get fucking laser beamed by aim assist, it's super annoying, but it's not like it's not so big of a problem that I would rather deal with a Black Ops 4 PC lobby, you know, where there's like eight players that are playing the game at a time because the player yeah. base is so small. I would rather have to deal with aim assist, but also have a thriving community for the entire life cycle of the game than, um, than the opposite. So, so that's how I feel about that. So, uh, that, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. A couple other little points, uh, a little things I wanted to, to discuss, uh, the Bruin, the new LMG, I think it's the best LMG in the game. Uh, it's definitely slow handling, like all, like most of the LMGs, except for like the Holger and maybe the SA-87. So it's like a traditional LMG, but it's really fucking good. And it has very, very little recoil compared to um, every other LMG. 
especially it has very little recoil with zero attachments. That was the first thing I noticed about it when I barely unlocked it. I was like, oh my God, I have no attachments. This thing's not recoiling at all. So uh, it's really accurate, high fire rate, good damage. Uh, it fucking slaps kids around. Unlocking it is really annoying though. And I tweeted this, so I'll just make an announcement here quickly. To unlock it, the tooltip reads, get three kills on enemies in smoke in 15 matches, 15 different matches. What it actually means, Infinity Ward, what it actually means is you have to be in smoke and then kill three enemies in 15 different matches. The enemy does not have to be in smoke. You do. So run your smoke grenade. Run like the Solo Zero night vision goggles enhanced scope on an LMG. SA-87 worked best for me because it's maneuverable. Uh, and then uh, throw smoke at your own feet. Stand in the middle of it. Aim out with your night vision scope. It's like a thermal scope. And then kill three people. Do it 15 times and you'll unlock it. Do you think you're ever going to even unlock this gun, Tanner? No, why would I use anything else other than the Grau or the M4? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a traditional LMG, so it's not good for Tanner's uh, playstyle, which is very fast and movement-based. But it is really Does good. Does it hold 100 rounds? 100 by default. There's a 200-round attachment, and then there's also a 60-round attachment. Okay, yeah, good to know, so I'll never use that gun. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, there's no reason to. If you if you want to use it like an AR, you can set it up that way. But it's not going to be a better AR than an AR, even if you set it up as an AR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, growl. Thanks, though. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Um, I'm also working on getting Dragon's Breath on that dumb fucking VLK Rogue. Curious how it's going to uh, perform. Probably not great, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Could be this fun. Is another on gun like... I'll never use ever. Okay, it could be. It's not great, but it could be fun on shipment. It's like an origin kind of, but with Dragon's Breath, it might make it actually pretty good for like a shipment match to just fuck around. Because it's a yeah. semi-auto shotgun with Dragon's Breath. That sounds kind of fun. Maybe like it's good. Uh, so we recently got the Frankensmith. In other words, it's the gunsmith where you can mix and match. Um, uh like uh what's it what would you blueprints you can mix and match blueprint attachments on your gun so that you can get like the appearance of like the gilded blueprint uh on your fucking under barrel or whatever and then like you know the riptide blueprint for your uh uh like silencer etc uh, how do you like that, Tanner? Have you fucked around with it at all? I've only messed with it on a few guns, and it's fucking horrendous. Absolutely Your cam horrible. Your froze, by the way. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Your grid fam thing, like... I wonder if we hit, like, a timer on it or something. I doubt it. I'll restart real quick. No, I'm, I'm rejoining it again. Um, okay, go on um it's fucking horrible it may get better possibly um with I different weapons but the weapons i no no i mean like if i tried different guns that i'm never going to use like hey maybe it works with the fal or the oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. but with the m4 or the guns i like to use it's horrible it's stupid i'm 
so sad. I was expecting something way better than that. Um, yeah, it's not a big deal though. It's it's just it's whatever. But the way they talked about it, I thought it was going to be a lot better. It's not something I needed, but I thought I expected more, and I shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, exactly like you. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting it to be better than it is. But it's not bad. Just like you said, it depends on the weapon. Like, if you have, like, eight blueprints for a weapon, then you can make it pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But the blueprint has to have, like, so if a blueprint has three attachments, and one of them is a monolithic suppressor, then you can't, like, mix and match anything in the suppressor slot except for the suppressor you know what i'm saying so you have to yeah. have a lot of blueprints for it to be really deeply customizable so i think it'll be better as the game goes on and more blueprints are released uh but i don't know it's all right it's exactly like i said like if it's dog shit then it's not going to be impactful and if it's really good it's only going to be beneficial so it's better than not having it i'll put it that way yeah, yeah, you're right. So, uh, are you working on Obsidian? I'm not actively working on it. I also haven't played this game in like a week, basically. Um, so, no, I have not been working on it. It's just, um, especially you, though, you use two weapons, so you'll have them both in no time. Because it's not yeah, something exactly. you have to actually try for. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. You just, just play the game and you'll get it. I do really think though they'll upgrade it like they did with damascus so if you hate it now like i do hold tight my guess is in like three four weeks it'll look way better than it does now they'll probably they'll brighten it up it. or something yeah, yeah i agree they get so it's a little more reflective maybe so when the sun hits it which we all know there's a lot of sun in this game because it blinds you on half the maps when you look that direction and you can't see anybody because the visibility is fucking awful. The visibility or the, the visibility. Yeah. I think that's what Tanner might have meant to say. Either way, but, either yeah, way it works. Either way, yeah. Whatever, yeah. So, all right. So uh, I'm going to catch up on chat here. Tanner, um, restart your fucking computer and then start streaming and tell me when you're streaming. I won't have to soon when I get my new build. So, yeah. Okay, hurry up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, we're not playing Search tonight, Blood. Let's see. Kaylee, welcome. Oh, there's not really much from chat to catch up on. How's it going? Uh, Crichton, 64v64. Blood says, you guys failed to mention that there's a Tiger King bundle in the item shop. I seldom look in the item shop, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't know there was a Tiger King bundle. That is pretty funny, though. That is pretty funny. I am curious what that looks like. I'll, pe I'll peep it right now. So for those of you who are still here, um, let me see. Eldest, Stallion, and Strett4000. Thank you again for the subs, boys. I appreciate you. Bulldog Pete 76 Thank you for the follow, my friend. It's an honor and a privilege. Welcome all three of you to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community. Um, the last thing I wanted to go over uh, is this 3080 Ti got leaked. So 10 gigs 
DDR6 RAM. And this is the GA103, which I believe is going to be the 3080, uh, I would guess. So, it's going to be fucking expensive, but if you guys wanted to peek this info, uh, I'll put it in the Twitter, I'll, excuse me, I'll put it in Twitch chat for you right now. You guys can peek that. Uh, but some people are saying it's going to come out by the end of this month, which I don't think is the case. But it should be coming out relatively soon. So. Yeah. Oh, this po this post is three months old. What the fuck? Yeah, you're right. Well, okay. Well, in case you missed it from three months ago, you can see it now. <laughs> this is the first time I saw it, so figure it the fuck out. Uh, but anyways, uh, right now we are going to raid Tanner. Tanner and I are going to do some gaming. Uh, so thank you all for watching. Have an excellent evening. And as always, remember, stay humble. Stay humble. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.